Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. We're continuing our series called Encounters with Jesus, and I've titled this message, Sought and Saved. Sought and Saved. And why not? Because Jesus says in Luke 19, where we're going to look today, that he came to seek and save those that were lost. As we've been studying in this series, we recognize that that Jesus brought common people unto himself. Religious people, for sure. The wealthy, for sure. But everyone was welcome to come and encounter Jesus. Jesus wanted to show everyone that they were welcome. (laughs) The tax collectors of their day, and we're going to talk about one today by the name of Zacchaeus. Maybe you remember Zacchaeus. Who was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Zacchaeus is remembered primarily because of his less than impressive stature, but far more than that. He needs to be remembered as one who encountered Jesus and was radically changed from the inside out. So let's pick up his story in Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. It says that Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he became very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. Now, let me stop there just for a moment to say this. Jesus knows the name Zacchaeus, and they'd never met before. I mean, just imagine that. Here's this wee little man, climbs up in a sycamore tree to get a vantage point to look down upon Jesus and his entourage. And Jesus snaps his fingers, well, that's the way I see it, and says, hey, Zacchaeus, I doubt he even looked up in the tree. Just Jesus, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. And reading on in the scriptures, it says, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house with great excitement and with joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be with the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this house today, for this man has shown himself to be the true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those that were lost. Remember, we say this a lot around here, that people that were nothing like Jesus, liked Jesus. And Jesus liked people that were nothing like him. It's interesting to know that the name Zacchaeus means righteous one. But apparently, Zacchaeus wasn't living by the definition of his name. Rather, he's known around town for being the big, notorious sinner. As a tax collector working for the Romans, He was considered a traitor. 
Now, real quick, something about tax collectors in that day, and you might know this, but if the tax was 8%, all Zacchaeus had to do was get the government its 8%. But he could charge you 28% and keep the 20 for himself. And sometimes they would be known of charging 30, 40, 50, 60, even up to 100% taxation. You'd be taxed on the land that you bought. You'd be taxed on the the, the uh, yield of your field, the crops. If you went out fishing and brought fish into the shoreline to take them to market, you would be taxed before they ever even got to market. So these guys are known for being, well, notorious sinners. The first thing I want you to see is that Zacchaeus was curious. He was curious. And this is what I love because Jesus welcomes our curiosity, no matter who we are or where we are. Some of you are seeking the Lord. You're not sure he's even real. Some of you are putting your eyes on the church and wondering if the church can somehow reveal Christ to you. And you're wondering if, if, if we're really who we say we are. Well, listen, we welcome your curiosity. Why? Because Jesus welcomes curiosity. I think it's interesting to note that of the 183 questions recorded in the Bible that people asked Jesus, Jesus only answered four of them. See, oftentimes when people asked Jesus a question, he responded with another question. He wanted them to go deeper in their faith and to become more and more curious all the time. Jesus welcomes curiosity, and he always will. His hope is that we will somehow live into the answers of the questions that we have and come closer and closer to Jesus all the time. Now, we're not sure how Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. Perhaps Matthew, himself a former tax collector, was one of Zacchaeus' friends. As Jesus went from here to there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. And I have this great picture of Jesus looking over to the booth and seeing Matthew snapping his finger and calling him and saying, would you follow me? The Bible records that Matthew got up and followed Jesus. Did he tell Zacchaeus about Jesus? We don't know. Was he praying for, uh, for Zacchaeus? We don't know. But what we do know is Zacchaeus heard enough about Jesus to become curious. little parenthetical stop here for all of us. We need to share our faith with people, and as we do, God's going to allow that to rise their curiosity. Well, they'll start seeking the Scriptures for answers or asking other believers in Christ for things that they don't know about yet and want to know about, and we can help them. So, Luke 19.4, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree beside the road, and Jesus was going to pass that way. He ran ahead and climbed a tree. Well, in ancient Middle Eastern world, rich, powerful guys never ran, and they would never be caught climbing a tree. It was undignified. And besides, they wore robes. Robes weren't conducive for running and certainly for climbing in a tree. You would not see a powerful, rich man like Zacchaeus in a tree. 
And they would obviously, the crowd would mock him for doing that. But there's Zacchaeus. He's in a tree. He doesn't care about what he looks like. He doesn't care what people might say. He just had to go out on a limb for Christ. Can, can I ask you a question? When was the last time you went out on a limb for Jesus? Or to see him at work in the life of someone else where you could actually be a part of that? You know, this last Sunday during our outdoor venue, I invited people to come to Jesus. We, we talked about shame and how water was turned into wine. And I said, if this is your day to give your life to Jesus, th this is your day. I want you to raise your hand. And five people raised their hand. We all got to be a part of that. Our team here, our prayer team, and all of you who support our ministry, we all got to be a part of that together. That people were longing to be sought by Jesus and saved by Jesus. In the fourth century, Augustine preached a sermon called The Test of Love. It was a sermon in which he proposed a kind of self-test to see if we really loved God or not. And here's what he said. Imagine God saying to you that I'll make a deal with you. If you wish, I'll give you anything and everything you ask for. Pleasure, power, honor, wealth, fame, freedom, peace of mind, a good conscience. Nothing will be a sin. Nothing will be forbidden and nothing will be impossible to you. You'll never be bored and you will never die. I'll give you anything you want. Only you will never see my face. Wow. The first part of the proposition is rather appealing, isn't it? I mean, we get whatever we want in Augustine's sermon. It's the pleasure-loving part of our lives, the, the perks. And then, to think of it as being guiltless and endless delight. But just about the time we're ready to raise our hands and volunteer to make our wish, we hear the final phrase, will you trade it for never seeing the face of God again? And we pause. Never. Never to know the face of God, never to sense His presence, never to behold the presence of Christ. At that point, tell me, doesn't the bargain begin to lose any of its appeal at all? I think that God rewards our curiosity, but He also rewards the longing that we have to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. James 4.8 records, that we move your heart closer and closer to God, and He will come even closer to you. Listen, remain curious. I've known the Lord a long time. Let me say it this way. I've known the Lord a long, long time. But I'm still curious about passages in the Scriptures, stories I've read before, and all of a sudden there's a new nugget of truth in the story. I'm still curious about how God works in me and through me and, and, and how He works in our community called LFC and beyond our walls. And Jesus comes. It's a little bit humorous. Zacchaeus hiding up in the tree. Jesus walking underneath 
Again, as I see the video, it's him snapping his fingers, calling him by a name that he knows because he's God. This is Zacchaeus, the the original tree hugger, (laughs) listening from above. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. The curious Zacchaeus meets Jesus. And the second thing I want you to see is that Zacchaeus was excited and enthusiastic. I love this. I looked up the definition of enthusiastic. I've known it from college days that enthusiasm or enthusiastic, in theos, in God. Enthusiasm of life is connected to the God who created us. The definition is intense and eager enjoyment or interest. And then I looked up the word uh, excitement. (laughs) The definition said very enthusiastic. People that are filled with energy, entheos, enthusiasm, possessed by God and inspired. And all these words come out of the dictionary. And as I read them, I thought this is exactly what Zacchaeus was dealing with from his heart. Luke 19.6 says, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Excitement and joy. Enthusiasm. Energy. Possessed by God. Inspired. His curiosity has now moved to excitement and enthusiasm. And Jesus is on his way to Zacchaeus' house. Wow. It almost makes you tired just following the verbs. He ran, he climbed, he hurried, he came down. He was enthusiastic, he was excited. He was filled with energy. Why not? Jesus was coming to his house. Hey, when was the last time you got excited about Jesus? Where it was more than just a passive story or a a quick prayer, but... It was something deep inside of your heart that began to rise up and and, and to to say, I'm known by the Savior. He knows me. He saves me. Jesus, of all the houses in Jericho, all the religious people, all the rabbis who were there, all the other devout people, really, Jesus, you're going to stay at this house of of the racketeer? of the guy who cheated people out of money. I mean, you're going to go to the most notorious sinner in the region? He's a corrupt person. Really, Jesus? is. And then I stop and I go, Lord, how many times have I disobeyed you? How many times have I wronged you? How many times have I broken my promise to you? And yet you come to me. And some might say, Jesus, Jesus, go go, go away. You don't want to be at Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus welcomes Jesus, despite the crowd, despite the naysayers, Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus with excitement and with joy, two words that should define every believer and follower of Christ. The third thing I want you to see is that Zacchaeus was moved towards generosity. See, prior to meeting Jesus, Zacchaeus was all about taking. You know what I've learned? Givers have just as many legitimate needs as takers. They've just determined to be givers. They've just determined to be generous. 
You see, as I said earlier, Caesar permitted these freelance IRS agents to tax your boat, your house, your cattle, your fish, just to tax and tax and tax. And if anyone refused to pay up, they could dispatch a cohort of Roman soldiers who would come and do the dirty work. They literally had a license for extortion. But then Zacchaeus met Jesus and his values turned upside down. The economy of Jesus now became his economy. Where Jesus said, if you love your life and you hoard it, you'll lose it. But if you give your life away for my sake, you'll gain your life. Jesus who said, what good would it be to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Zacchaeus now says, I'm going to give away my world. Luke 19 verse 8 records, look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Meeting Jesus transformed Zacchaeus into a very generous, charitable, philanthropic person. He was now the little man with a huge heart. Not many people would be giving, willing to, to, to give half of everything they have. But Zacchaeus says, it's the least that I can do. Life's no longer about how much I can get, but how much I can give. I mean, the Bible is filled with verses about giving. Let me just shoot a few uh, at you. They're not, not in your notes. They won't be on the screen, but Deuteronomy 15.10 says, Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Proverbs 22.9, He who is generous will be blessed. 2 Corinthians 9 says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of us should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly, with hesitation or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful, hilarious, laughing, energetic, enthusiastic giver. According to one study, Done back in 2018, just a couple years ago, the average churchgoer contributes between 1.5 and 2.5% of their total gross income to the Lord's work. I think Zacchaeus would stand up and put us to shame. Listen, we all need to be givers to the Lord, generous. Why? Because the church needs your money. No, 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 no. Because God wants us to obey him in our giving. And because when we encounter Jesus, we have a true encounter with him. He transforms us from the inside out. Our values, our budget, the way that we give, the way we serve others, the way we release ourselves. The fourth thing is the reason, because Zacchaeus was transformed. And that's what Jesus wants to do with each of our lives, to transform us. Real transformation took place in his heart, and we have the evidence. And the Bible says, by our fruits will be known. And the fruits of Zacchaeus was, he went from a cheater, an extortionist, to somebody 
who was generous and paying back people that he had wronged in the past. He was a sinner at heart before. And according to his neighbors, Luke 19, 7, a notorious sinner. And the Bible says that Zacchaeus stood up and said to Jesus, Luke 19, verse 8, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and I will pay back four times the amount to anyone that I cheated. Generosity is to be our heart and our character. See, everything about Zacchaeus' life has now been transformed. If he was here, he would say these words. So I'm going to quote Zacchaeus today. Life's no longer about how much you can get, but how much you can give. Now, this message is not about finances. It's not about generosity. It's about transformation. A man in a tree looking for Jesus with curiosity in his heart. And he's changed from the inside out. Luke 19.10 says, this shows that salvation has come to this home today. Can you imagine? His household was saved. Isn't that the prayer of your heart and my heart? I'm sure you, like me, have family members who don't walk with Christ, who don't know Him. Let's pray that God would use us in such a way that our families would be transformed. It says, this man was the one of the the lost sons of Abraham, and I, the Messiah, have come to search for and to save such souls as his. Zacchaeus was a short man. Well, we've all fallen short. Romans 3.23 says, All of us have sinned and fall short of the glorious standard of God. No one measures up to God's standard except for Jesus. Jesus is the gold standard of life. And as he dies on a cross, he makes a way for you and me to be saved, but for you and me to follow him. I think the hardest part of Zacchaeus' story was not climbing up in the tree. It was climbing down to follow Jesus in the face of all of those who would see him. That's where grace is found. See, Zacchaeus shows us that that grace is found when we encounter the Lord. Our curiosity is responded to. We see how grace has been given to this man. His grace was greater than his sin. His love was stronger, the Lord's love stronger than anything that Zacchaeus had ever done before. So keep being curious in the Lord. Keep being somebody who is willing to be transformed, to have your ways changed. Become somebody who's excited and enthusiastic about the Lord and all that He is. Be someone who's moved deeply to generosity and let the Lord transform you because that's what His encounters with people do. Now God, we would ask you this day, And for those that are curious about who you are, that they would be excited to meet you. Lord, for those who long to be changed from the inside out, that they be willing by faith to to go out on a limb, as it were, because they will not be disappointed. I challenge you today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, 
to open your life to him and follow him. And to recognize that if you believe in him who died on the cross, who rose again from the dead, then you too can be saved. But many of you have already given your life to Christ. Have you stopped being curious? Have you lost your energy and excitement and enthusiasm in the Lord? Have you started to hold back rather than let go and be generous? I want to challenge you today to press into Jesus, to spend time with him every day, time in your devotions, in, in prayer, in, in Bible reading, and ask him the hard questions of life. Look to heaven and say, God, I need to know about, and you fill in the blank, because God longs for your questions, and he may give you an answer, or he may answer your question with another question to keep you curious. Let's allow God to transform us. If this is your day to give your life to Christ, I encourage you to text us. And here's what you text. Decide Jesus, all one word, and it's a new number. It's 94090. 94090940909090. Decide Jesus. We'd love to respond to you and help you as you start your journey with Christ. And then I would love to give you a little homework assignment. And you can email me at office at lompokefoursquare.com if you choose to do the assignment. And here it is. What are you curious about? As it pertains to the Lord, His will, His way, His purpose for your life, what are you curious about? And I'd love to respond back to you and help you. And your curiosity just might spark mine to be all the more curious as well. God bless you. Let's remain curious and let's allow the Lord to transform us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.